Tonight's film, although edited for television, deals with street gang warfare and contains scenes of violence which may not be suitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Tonight, I want the people to know that the Warriors were there. An ABC premiere presentation. Who are the Warriors? What happens when the toughest kids in New York City join forces? Send the word. To stop one gang. I want them all. I want all the Warriors. I want them alive if possible. If not, wasted. But nobody stops the Warriors. moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. I probably shouldn't be asking this given my fluctuating social standing, but why us? Two seats open, Doc. Chris Flanagan got sent to military school for kissing his stepsister, and Alec Ames is awaiting trial for the victimless crime of armed assault. He succeeded. He was successful in just using his mouth to get the man off. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Here we go. Here we go. I'm Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm Peter Pantlet. I'm also Chris. You're a goddamn genius! And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. Smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. Chris now has his balls free. He can get in on this. Get off by cranking your knob just a little beyond the breaking point. You can tell by the smell. Oh, kicking it old school. I know, right? I haven't used that one in a little while. I'm uh, here for it. It is a brand new episode. Coming to you live from the FWB Podcast Worldwide Headquarters. As the intro says, I am Chris. To my left, your right. Always over there on his side of the upside down bar stool. There's also Chris. What's up, buddy? How are you? The rock can't stop. The rock can't stop. Dude, I'm so fucking happy you played that Warriors intro. <laughs> that was from a uh, uh, the Sunday night movie, uh, the premiere, the Sunday night movie debut of the Warriors. So uh, I've I found a online I found a a giant folder of classic movie like radio spots, basically. But there are also a, a few TV spots hidden in there, and uh, a lot of them are, um, you know, and they're, they're just like all kinds of movies. It's all movies, 
all different genres and we've been playing for a while we've been playing like you know horror movie um different horror movie spots uh yeah yeah there's a couple more uh that are coming that are not traditional horror movie like we've been playing that was one that jumped out at me that as soon as i saw that they had the warriors i think it was like um i think that was from like 79 um i might be wrong i don't know my ears are all jacked up um but it was that that was from the uh, the Sunday night movie premiere of the Warriors, and I was like, right click, save as, load that in one week for you. So, um, <laughs> so that one was for you. I hope that made you smile. Oh, absolutely! That was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, so some of them are like, um, you know, like I, I'm big into like lost or hard to find media yeah. um, like lost media just i i could spend the rest of my life just deep diving into like lost media posts and stuff like that um uh, like the stories behind lost media and all that and and um so these these scream out like will be lost media at some point because they are like legit they are you know they they played on the radio at the time that the, these movies came out so like some of them where it's like you know the these not obscure but like at the time they weren't really appreciated like you know we played one that was a jaws 3 and it was like now playing at whatever cineplex um and it's like i bet you that aside from this one guy that saved it like that's probably the only copy that's out there <laughs> And so that stuff just kind of, um, you know, it just, it, it, it fascinates me. Uh, people were posting, there was, there's apparently a show uh, that aired, I think it was ABC maybe, uh, where it got the, the, the show, this, the series got canceled halfway through the first episode as oh. the, as the first episode aired on TV and so somebody like there's this huge saga about how you know the people at the network um you know they 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 canceled the show as it was airing um and so like a full copy of that episode it was thought to have been lost forever um and so recently that show got found and then also a second episode that of course never aired because it was canceled uh, also was found. So it's like this really weird sketch comedy, like really, really weird sketches and stuff. Um, Not funny. It was supposed to be really funny. It it was not funny at all. Um, Like that stuff has started to, to come up. So like there's some YouTube channel that has posted like 250 uh, pilots holy shit for shows that never got made and so i've been kind of wa- watching some of those and so uh look up did you ever know they tried to make a clerks tv series oh uh, i know they not made, the animated i was one. gonna say i know they made the cartoon but i didn't know that they were gonna make a a live action yeah it is i, I tried to watch it and i think i made it like five minutes into a 
30 minute uh, pilot clerks TV series pilot. Yeah, TV movie, TV movie. TV movie. But yeah, Jim Brewer played Randall. Some guy named oh. Andrew Lowry played. Um, it's this whole thing, and I don't think they had the rights to. Yeah, they couldn't call him Jay, so it's Ray. Oh, that's so bad. That's uh, that's bad. Have you ever seen the the uh, U.S. IT crowd pilot? Oh yeah, with Joel McHale. Yep, it's awful and they brought the uh the one they they brought moss over and like it's literally word for word the pilot of the, the uk version but it's so bad mm-hmm. and the uk version of that show is so good it is one of my there are a couple episodes that I can watch and never get tired of. Uh, I love the episode where um, uh, he figures out, or like he, um, he's the guy's dating the girl and whose parents died in a fire at the Sea World. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he can't figure out how there was a fire. That killed a bunch of people at a sea. Like, they call it a sea parks in yeah. um, in in the UK, but uh, it, the the US equivalent would be a Sea World. And so he's he spends the entire episode like getting crazier and crazier, trying to figure out. Like he builds the sea lion show out of mashed potatoes at his desk, and he's just like he can't figure out how this fire spread. Oh, it's so, that episode is so good. It just—it's like it's unfair how good that is, but um, yeah, the IT crowd—it's still on Netflix. It's—it's it's very good. Um, I also—I have to—I um, have to give credit where credit is due. Listening, you know that I like to talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of my hobbies. Just nonstop mm-hmm. talking shit. And I have spent the last probably six, seven months talking down how I don't think that this Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is going to be any good, right? Yeah. Because it's gun interactive and we know that gun sucks and um, that it's not going to be good. Well, I I have it because I, I, okay. I pre-ordered it. it, it this, is the, this is why... My life makes no sense. <laughs> I don't like gun media. I think they nope. I think they're a terrible company. That's true. I don't like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. That's also true. Pretty much at all. But I bought I pre-ordered a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game made by gun. So You're a strange man. Like what what is going on in my head? So uh I I I I've I've been playing it. Um, I've, I've invested some time into it and I will say right now it is very unbalanced, uh, much like Friday the 13th was when it first started. Uh, it's not very balanced. Like if you have one team that is because like Friday the 13th was 
it's an asymmetrical hoarder game if you if you haven't heard us talk about it um it's an asymmetrical horror game where there's seven camp counselors and one Jason and you're on opposite teams and Jason's trying to kill everybody. The counselors are trying to escape, blah, blah, blah. The Texas. It's Chains- not good. It's it. it uh, it's not good. You can uh, just say it. It's not I have, good. I have like, I'm biased. I can't, I can't comment on the Friday the 13th game um, because I'm going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm biased, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is, is very similar except for it's four victims versus three family members Oh, at the same time. So it's four on three all the time. And, um, or it's like up to four versus up to three. Like you don't have to have a full game, but like you cannot start a game without someone playing as Leatherface. That's like the one requirement, which is interesting. Um, so, so that's, that's how the game is played. I have I've played uh I've played nothing but victim because I love the challenge of trying to escape. That's the way I was with Friday the 13th. Like I didn't really care to play as Jason. I only wanted to play as the counselors because I wanted yeah, to try and that get was, out. Yeah. That was um that when I was really big into Dead by Daylight and uh that was a whole thing about well, why do you never play as the killer? I don't want to play as a fucking killer. That doesn't no. sound fun at all. No, I want to play as the, uh, the, the, the teenager who's hung upside down on the meat hook who is trying to escape. And so I've been playing. It is literally the way it works is if you have one person on a team that knows what they're doing, that team is going to basically wipe the floor with the other team. That sucks. Like if you have one person who, knows what's going on and like for instance you know i've been playing as a victim and like i'm I'm figuring out all the maps because there's three or four different maps so i'm figuring those out and um once i figure out like where i'm going and like which because much like the Friday the 13th game, there's like three or four different ways that you can escape as a victim, but each one requires a couple different steps to get there. And so once I figure out, you know, what exit I get to first, and I'm going to use that exit to get out, it's pretty much you're like, it's pretty much done at that point. But if like, I'm, for instance, if, if I'm a victim and I'm getting towards the exit or I'm even just trying to get out of the house and you get one or two members of the the the, the family that are on you, like you're done. And yeah, that's that, that and, sucks. And so like it's 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 you could have everything set going. And this is what happened to me earlier is I was um uh, I, I was on the way out and uh, like th- there's an exit where um, it, it, when it's when the map starts, when the game starts, it's uh, like a fence that you need to lock pick to get out. It's like a chain link fence that has a gate on it and you have to get all the way back to the like the outer edge of the map. And then you can pick that lock and get it out, get open and, and get out. But if you're one of the family members who's not Leatherface, you can go up and that gate is actually connected to a car battery and you can turn it on and electrify it. 
Oh, that's cool. So then if you are a victim, then you have to not only pick the lock on the gate, but then you have to go back and disconnect the car battery to then get out. Um, but if you can get there before the family gets there and electrifies it, then you can just you can leave once you pick the lock. But so what happened was I got there and I had picked the lock and uh, like I was I was ready to go. But like as I was picking the lock, one of the family members was getting close and it will tell you like your screen will kind of change as they're getting close. It starts out and it starts like pulsing yellow when they're when they're kind of close and then it will start pulsing red when they're really close. And so it started to get to that like orange where it was about to turn red. So I got the lock pick done and I had to hide. And it doesn't tell you it like it, 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 there's no visual difference unless you go up to the gate to tell you if it's locked or unlocked. So I'm I'm like I'm hiding behind a car, a different car, and I'm hiding and I'm like waiting for this guy just to leave. Um and, and so I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And the family member goes over and he starts the battery. And so he connects the battery. So then you can see the electricity go up to the the, to the gate. And I'm like, shit. Okay. When he leaves, I got to go. Uh, like I got to go disconnect it. And so what he did was he just stood by the car the whole time. And just that like, fucking sucks. And just like camped out and just stood there. And like, that's the thing that sucks is because there were two other family members that were like roaming around killing everybody else chasing down everybody else so he technically really didn't even have to move and like i as a victim i can't kill a family member i can there are ways that you can like tackle them down and like you know knock them down but it doesn't keep them down for long enough where you could actually disconnect the battery so i was just like shit like as long as he stands there i can't do anything i have to find another way around and so eventually I was trying to work my way around and uh, as I'm watching other people, other victims just getting killed, like it will pop up on the screen. It will be like, so-and-so was executed. So-and-so was executed. So I'm like, all right, they don't know what they're doing. I only kind of know what I'm doing because, you know, I've only, everybody's only had it for a few days. So we're all still kind of like figuring out best strategies and stuff. And so I'm trying to like work my way around and I'm watching everybody else die and then I just got swarmed. And so, like, you can sprint away, but, like, once you're the last one, if you don't have basically all the objectives done to get out, you're, 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 there's, you're not going to have enough time because it takes forever to, like, to, to pick a lock or to, um, because you have to find lock picking tools. So there's only so many of them on the map. Um, and so that can be frustrating because like you can get all the way to the exit and you're there, but you need to pick that lock to get out and you have, so you have to backtrack to find a lock picking thing. And then you have to go all the way back to the gate. So like it's it, it, right now it's very slanted towards the family, um, which is, is fair because like in the movies, you know, you're on their turf. So like, it kind of makes sense. It's just super frustrating when you get, so far and then you're dead like you get discovered and you're dead within like 10 seconds and like you know you've you've picked two locks to get out and 
you know, you've you've gone around, you've hidden, you've done all this, you've got this, you've, you're over here, you got your health just in case you get chainsawed or whatever, and you're there, you made it all the way over there, you're hidden, you've got the gate open, and then something happens, you know, the, like Leatherface finds you and you're dead in 10 seconds, and you're like, shit, I, yeah. spent, I spent nine minutes getting all the way over here, and then I'm dead in 10 seconds. So... It has that, like, I know they're going to have to, they're going to end up working out some balance issues, um, which, I mean, with any kind of, you know, asymmetrical horror like that, asymmetrical game like that, you're going to end up having balance issues. Um, but, I mean, overall, it's, it, it's, it is fun. It's not, it's not like, Friday the 13th where like you can go toe to toe with Jason and like you could probably you know like you can hit him with a baseball bat and or buy yourself a little bit more time with this one it's like if you if you get caught by one of the family like your only hope is to sprint far enough away that they can't see you hide somewhere hope that they don't find you and then go back to doing what you're doing and so like it can be it can be super frustrating because yeah, you can spend a ton of time getting towards the end of the game and then it's over in five seconds. Cause they find you yeah. and like, like I got turned around today because you know, like underneath the house is just like this one big maze. And so I got turned around and so I'm running uh, cause I got caught like super early. So I was sprinting and the game is super dark. So like, you can't really see where you're going and I just got stuck in a in a corner or like I went around a corner and there was like I got into this little room where there was nowhere to go. And I was just like, well, shit, I guess I'm dead. And it was like it was six, seven seconds later and I was dead. And it was like, yep. That was so pointless. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of gameplay on YouTube at one point, And it really felt like it was gun media just kind of doing a dead by daylight knockoff it is um, yeah it has a lot of um it has a lot of dead by daylight elements to it um yeah. i don't like i don't like how easy it is for um like every single thing that you do no matter what it is um jacks up the sound meter i just i i like with a few tweaks it, it can be really really fun and there are some games that are really fun and like there was a game i was playing earlier where um like i had gotten like i had gotten spotted underneath the house and i managed to get away and climb out and i was like climbing the ladder as leatherface was underneath me swinging the chainsaw and i got out up to surface level and i was running and I'm like, I managed to escape that one. I've my, my, my win ratio is not that good right now, but uh, it was one where I was, I was able to escape and like it, it had such a feeling of accomplishment because like there was a really, really close call, but then there are some where it's like you start the game and you know, you, as soon as you get out of that, you're the first room that you're in, here comes everybody and you're just, you're maimed in a minute and a half. So it's, it's, it's very uneven right now when it's fun. It's, it's a ton of fun and it does really feel like you're in a Texas chainsaw massacre movie, but when it's not fun, 
it is so frustrating because it's the game. It's not because you're a bad player. It's because the game is, is still very unbalanced. Yeah. And I mean, they've got some stuff they need to change, but I I don't know. You and I have talked about this after Friday the 13th was just so kind of mediocre for me. Yeah. That I'd be kind of hesitant to drop money on. And those guys are also just fucking dicks. Like, I don't want to give them my money. They're pretty uh, shitty. Um, like it's one of those like the, the and the the fun thing about this one is that there's cross platform play. Oh, nice! So like I'm hoping that at some point, um, you know the, the 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 price drops enough where people will get it, so that they'll I'll be able to play with people that I know because this one would be really fun with with a group of people because then you've got like the family team that can coordinate and the survivor team that can coordinate. And like, I I can imagine it being very fun where like you could literally set it where like your party chat is victims and then you're, you have another party chat that is the family and that way everybody can kind of talk however they want. And like, that would be really, really fun. But, um, so yeah, eventually I'm hoping that everybody will get it when it gets down to like 20 bucks, 15 bucks and everybody buys it. Um, um, you know, we'll, we'll all play, but right now I think I'm the only person I know that has it. So I'm playing <laughs> with a bunch of people that I don't know, which is, which is actually kind of fun too, because I'm just playing with strangers. So like, if I get real mad and I just, you know, like I get killed three minutes in, I can just quit and, and start a new game. And because it, it gives you all your points, you know, once you're dead, if the game is still going on, you can quit and find a new game and it will give you all your points. So, Oh, that's um, cool. So like, that's nice that, um, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't penalize you for, um, exiting out of the game before it's done. So it doesn't penalize you. It does not. It does not penalize you. Um, we're mature. You know, that's right. So, (laughs) so yeah, like the, I've, I've, I got that. Um, I think it came in over the weekend, um so i've been i've had a few days with it so far so we'll see in another couple weeks um we'll see which which uh player base drops faster this one or fight forever fuck and uh, dude i'm an AEW guy like not really but like i was really stoked for the show like my first chance to like possibly ever see cm punk live got to see punk that was kind of cool uh you know, like that was really cool. I was really excited about it. But man, like I've gone to three wrestling events at Rep Arena this year. I went to um, Dynamite in January where they did the um, Jay Briscoe tribute. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to SmackDown in June. And then I went to um, Collision this past Saturday. I'm not kidding when I say I think SmackDown had a larger crowd than both AEW shows combined. Wow. Uh, There were like maybe, and I want AEW to succeed. Pro wrestling is better when there's competition. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but like you know I'd guess maybe 3,500 people. And that's, I've seen house shows erupt with a larger crowd than I saw at this TV taping. Yeah, that's not a lot of people. Um, Especially when it's like one of your last two shows. Like, it's truly, like, it's really the go home show before the pay per view because they're all going to be in London. They're taping like an hour's worth of stuff tomorrow after Dynamite and then doing some like live from London stuff or, you know, live quotations. But like, so it was basically kind of the go home show. It felt actually like I really enjoyed some of the matches. I thought Dalton Castle and Jay White had a good match. Christian versus Darby Allen was fantastic. Um, I can't remember who Willow Nightingale wrestled, but even that was fun. Like, but you know, when, the 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 two things that they'd advertise was Samoa Joe wrestling, and then all it was was Punk ambushing him. Like, cool. Um, you know, it was cool to see Punk, but then you know they'd been advertising FTR, and then with everything that came out recently, uh, they didn't appear. Yeah. So, um, it was just, it was a bummer for a live wrestling show like for a TV taping. Cause like, like I said, even when I went to SmackDown at the Yum Center in 2019, you know, the Yum Center is one, it's huge. And two, like, you know, at least most of the lower bowl bowl was full. That wasn't the case. It was rough. Um, and like, but I love pro wrestling. I love seeing stuff like that. I love going to shows, but I really want them to, uh, I really want them to succeed, but they gotta, they gotta, they gotta make some changes. And like my friend, John found a $10, 10th row floor for $10 three hours before the show. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah. That's not a good sign. It's a good price for one of our shows, but. Oh, yeah. Not not for the AEW show. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, So. Yeah, the world of of pro wrestling is kind of at a weird spot right now. Well, it's so. like it's weird because it's I think it's genuinely like you're not going to have the same number of viewers that you had in the late '90s and early 2000s. But like from a social media presence, I'm not sure it's ever been as big as it is right now. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, like I think we're at a point where wrestling is the biggest it's been since then. Yeah, I would agree. With um. That. But there's a lot of like bullshit anger or not bullshit anger, but like there's a lot of like bullshit that, you know, you'll have people who. And I hate this fucking tribalism. That's what I'm trying to say. I hate this fucking tribalism about like, well, I only watch AEW New Japan. I only watch WWE. Personally, I don't watch New Japan. It has nothing to do with. 
a disdain for the product. It has nothing to do with a lack of interest in it. There are plenty of guys I'd love to see wrestle in New Japan that I'd love to have on my TV more. Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., Tanahashi, Okada. Like, there are plenty of people who I would love to see more of. But availability and time are uh, two things that really stop me. Like, I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. to watch a pay-per-view. No. And um, I'm also not paying for a New Japan streaming service. Uh, it's the same reason I'd like. I, I keep up with Impact more than New Japan, and literally all I do is follow Impact on Instagram. And I feel like I get everything I need. Well, and you also hate the Japanese, so... I, I would not go that far at all. <laughs> That's why you don't follow New Japan. Is now that is? I think the quote you told me was untrue. Uh, Old Japan was better, and <laughs> New Japan. You 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 do not tolerate this New Japan nonsense. I think is what you called it. Um, That's... I, just, I made all of that up. All of that is a lie. Yeah, I was gonna say like none of that's true. <laughs> Every single bit of that is a complete and total fabrication. Um. <laughs> No, yeah, any more tribalism is bad with everything. Um, yeah. Whether it's, you know, movies or, uh, of course, the obvious one is politics and uh, sports, like sports teams and stuff like that. Tribalism is um, is probably the worst I, I've ever seen it in my lifetime. So the, the, the concept of a friendly rivalry is 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 seemingly over yeah uh so like like, you know i was talking to a group of people about my favorite matches of 2023 and i like really stressed because i don't even watch a ton of like nxt um but i had like i i i turned on their most recent pay-per-view on a sunday night because i was just home hanging out and like I've gotten four people to watch the match, but like one of the guys was like one of the people in this group I was talking to, he was like, yeah, I just don't watch WWE. And I was like, then you're missing good wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't feel that way. And I was like, okay, when's the last time you watched it? No response. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuckers. That's it. Fuck tribalism. You, you know. You know. Um so yeah, I I just I still I'm still um uh I've made it to I am uh now at Fall Brawl two thousand in my WCW Yeesh. my WCW two thousand where I'm watching It must be rough. There was a like there was a couple weeks I had to stop because I was just like this is not like I can't get through this. Uh, like it this was is, less fun than work. Uh, yeah, I'm like this is this is. I would rather be doing nothing than watching this. Uh, and uh, so yeah, but I'm back on it now. Uh, yeah, I took a couple weeks off where I just I couldn't I could not stomach any more of it. And uh, but yeah, now I just finished. Uh, I finished the September fourth nitro so the next i have one more nitro and then i'm at fall brawl so i've got the september 11th 2000 nitro and and then 
Fall Brawl will be the next one because I don't I don't watch Thunder because uh, it, they're not on Peacock and mm-hmm. there's like seven episodes of Thunder on Peacock and um, the rips that I've found um, people aren't people aren't uh, sharing them so I can find Thunder from '99 and 2001 but finding 2000 Thunder is is very difficult so. Um, when I get to 2001, I'll be able to watch Nitro, Thunder, pay-per-view. You know, I'll be able to watch everything, but until I get there, I just have to skip the Thunders. Um, but I don't know if I could watch that much 2000 Nitro. <laughs> so that's the only wrestling I'm watching is 2000. Uh, no, I rewatched, uh, I take that back, uh, in the, the time away that I wasn't watching um, 2000 Nitro. I've been cherry picking matches uh, that I either don't remember or have never seen, or like it's been so long since I've seen them that um, I feel like I need to watch them again. And the last one that I did before I went back to Nitro was um, Rob Van Dam and Cena at one night stand. Oh, good match. Uh, Which was, um not as good as i remembered it but it was still good the mixed six person tag was good too because i think it's dreamer sandman and beulah versus foley edge and lita yeah um but yeah it's uh yeah that the the main event was not i remember it being better than it was watching it again, but it was, it was fun. Um, yeah. But, uh, I'm not watching a Rob Van, De- like in credit to RVD, like, you know, he was great for what he was, but I thought there was a hilarious point in that match where the crowd is chanting same old shit to John Cena. Yeah. And then RVD hits on a rolling thunder and they lose their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that's the extent of my, I'm back to, um, like they're just, yeah, there's so much stuff that does not make sense in 2000 Nitro. Like it hurts my brain because I'm trying to make it work. Like I'm trying to like, okay, yeah, I can see why that, like, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, make sense of it. And it's, it's, it's. Some things are much easier than others. Like you can tell yeah. when they change because they changed, you know, they they changed who was in charge of writing like nine times, and every single time they do, they just drop everything and reshuffle people however they want. Even though mm-hmm. like two weeks beforehand, these people were beating the hell out of each other with a with a lead pipe, they were just beating the crap out of each other, and now they just decide that they're friends and they're hanging out and it's like this stuff makes no sense from like a realistically watching it week. And and I think part of the problem is I watch, I watch, I watch them so quickly after each other. Like I'm not watching one a week. I'm watching probably like three a week. Yeah. And so like, I'm watching it much faster than real time. And so like, I'm watching this and I'm like, Okay, why is he on the same side as him? Because 
no joke, four shows ago, they were beating each other in the face until they were bleeding, and now all of a sudden they're getting out of the same limo laughing and, and hanging out with each other. Like, I just... And you can tell it's just because somebody else is writing and they decided that they're going to start this storyline. And so it's just, it's well, cause they, so hard to follow. Because didn't they like fire Russo and bring him back in like the same month or something? Oh, yeah. Like they well, he 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 was head of writing. He was head writer. And then they wanted him to be part of like a committee and he didn't want to do that. So he quit. And then a few weeks later, they brought him and Bischoff back. And then that lasted for a short time. And now Bischoff's gone again. And then we had Bash at the Beach 2000 where Russo went off on his own. So then they fired him or they they they, they sent him home for that. And now he's back again. And it's just it's such a mess. Like it's so complicated to follow. And it's it's aggravating to follow because it's like i i want it to be good because they've got a great roster but it's just so hard to justify watching it because it's it's awful but then like i say that but then there's like at least there, there's probably of the two-hour show this is going to sound bad but i mean this as a positive in the in the two-hour show because that was the smart thing they did is they dropped it back to two hours um, in the yeah. two-hour show, there's like eight solid minutes of really, really good stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like they could really do something with this. And like they don't. They piss it all away. No. Yeah. They they don't do anything right. And And I know that they have a lot, like where I'm at right now, they have a lot of people out on injury. But then there's a bunch of people where they just like sent them home for no reason. And they could have been using them, but they don't. Like they had uh, Sid Vicious on contract and he's just like inexplicably gone. And uh, like, is this leg shatter? No, 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 no. Because that, that was that was uh, a one. Oh shit! So yeah, that was like the first or second pay per view. That was yeah. like right before they went under. Yeah. So like two thousand, like here's like the last probably four months. Like Sid was champion in January, uh, because he he lost to Benoit before Benoit jumped ship, and then they redid everything. Like they had a tournament, and then they had like four tournaments for the world title before March. Like it was it was yep awful. But so like Sid is the champion when they do the big reboot because when when Bischoff and like nobody gives a shit about this like nobody listening cares about this but I'm going to do this anyway <laughs> I'm going through this anyway because now I'm now I'm in it so they bring Bischoff and Russo back and they the first thing they do is they wipe all like like they vacate all the titles and they do another tournament for the for the world title and uh Sid loses in the first round like they 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 strip him of the title and then he loses like early on in the tournament and um so they go through everything and like after that he shows up and he he's partnering with Hulk Hogan he turns on Hulk Hogan exactly almost exactly like he did at that Saturday night's main event when it was a big deal so he turns on Hogan and then he's gone for a long time and then he comes back to save Goldberg and then immediately turns on Goldberg and then is gone again for months and he still hasn't come back yet. And I think he comes back 
to challenge because Scott Steiner's going to win the title at some point. And I think he's Steiner's Starcade opponent in December. So they're like, they're, he's not hurt. They're just not using him. Well, I mean, okay. So I'm looking at the history of the WCW title oh, and no so joke bad. between September 12th and January 16th, uh, September 12th of 99. So from Josh Coron's birthday in 1999. Yeah. Uh, to January 16th in 2000, the title's vacated three times. Yeah, it, like, they just, they can't, they, they can't, um, like, they can't pick something and go with it. Oh, like, yeah, and it got vacated the next day because Benoit walked. Yeah, yeah, he left. Four and, times in three months. Yeah, and... Holy shit! It got vacated again on the 25th? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because it was that where because um, then there's a, a point later on where Flair wins it, and then he they vacate it from him, um, for like a like an injury like like a like a a health scare angle, but then he's back literally the next week, fine wrestling, but they still vacated the title from him. It makes no sense. Like their their, their stuff makes no sense at all. It's just, it's, it's awful. Like, and I, I I want to say good stuff about it because I'm like, they have a lot of talented people. Even at this point, they have a lot of talented people on the roster and they just can't. It's just like Vince Russo wants to be the Vince McMahon character so bad, but it doesn't work. Like, ugh. Nobody gives so a it shit was vacated eight times between September of '99 and closing up shop. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is insane. Oh yeah, it's it, and like if I at some point uh, I don't remember who I was texting, uh, but I um, hold on. No, um, I had add uh, like uh, gosh, I had uh, I had added it up and divided it out. And it was um, the average reign of the champion was, it was like, it was really, really short. Um, Yeah, we'll get, I mean, Booker T, uh, spoilers for the next little bit for you. Booker T wins the title three times between July 9th, 2000 and October 2nd, 2000. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Um. Yeah, it's it's something like the average title reign is like seventeen days or something like that. Uh, it's it's so like it's so short. Um, it's yeah, it, it it's there's something about it. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find like because I looked it up, like I I legit. Like I did the math. Like I went through the number of days uh, that everybody was champion for the year 2000, and I divided it out by the number of reigns. And it was seriously like it was like less than 20. And that it was only saved. Stupid. It was only saved because I think at the end of the year, Scott Steiner has like a really long reign. Uh, Yeah, because he carries it from, I think like October up until the final Nitro when he loses yeah. it to 
So yeah, like, he has it from November 26th until March 26th. Yeah, so he 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 brought up the average like in a big big way because yeah, like I think the average it was I want to say it was like 17 point something. It was awful. Um it was so bad. Like it was it was just it, like it was just sad that like the, the at that point the title meant nothing because it was just passed around all right can i can i uh i think i have time to do this i'm gonna have to 24 uh there were 24 title changes in the year of it's uh, so bad including vacating the title there were 24 yeah uh just pathetic um Okay, sorry. No, uh, no, you're good. You. No, no, you're good. So I want to try and debut a a new a new segment on the show. Okay. Uh, that uh, I think I've got. I, I can do this in an in a an abridged version. I don't know how you feel about it, so I'm going to ask you. Um, how do you feel? It is real or not real? Time travel. Uh, fake. Okay. Then this is perfect. Because we're, <laughs> we have got a new segment that we are going to introduce this week called Convince Me. Ooh, yes, please. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a, one person is going to take a topic that the other person feels a certain way about. And either, like, ideally, like, for this one, for for the the test pilot on this one, it's going to be something that, that the person either does or does not believe. And the person is going to present them with evidence to try and convince them to, to maybe change their opinion on it. Okay. So you say that you don't believe in time travel. You think time travel is not real. It's a work of fiction. And I, normally would agree with you up until i heard about one particular story of time travel okay and then i changed my opinion on it i was convinced that maybe there is more to this time travel business than just souping up a delorean so are you familiar with the story of Sergei Ponomarenko. No. Okay. Sergei Ponomarenko uh, is a Ukrainian time traveler. Okay. Here's what happened. In 2006, police were called to a... A man behaving suspiciously. Uh, He ended up being arrested. He was in his late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in there. Uh, When police arrested him, he was belligerently confused, and he continuously was asking what year it was. Uh, He said his name was Sergei Ponomarenko. And up until a few minutes before his run-in with the police, he said that he was living in the year 1958. 
What? So when they asked him for his identification, he did. He had it, and he handed it to them. But they were very confused because the ID that he gave them was a national ID citizen's card from the Soviet Union. Now, if you are familiar with history, the Soviet Union was disbanded in 1991, and that ID that he had in 2006, that ID card, was over 15 years old. Now, the police officers looked at the ID, and uh, the photo on the ID was a match. It matched his name, and it matched the birth date that he had given them. Uh, At that time also, the police noticed uh, that he was wearing clothing that in 2006 would be described as vintage, but was accurate to the 1950s. He also had a really old, uh, like a film camera around his neck. So the, the police... The police were just completely convinced that he was insane and that he needed to talk to a doctor. So they they took him. They basically they arrested him and they dropped him at a psychiatric clinic in Kiev. This is where all this happened was in Kiev. Uh, so doctor is where he he uh, he saw a doctor for a an examination. I'm probably going to butcher some of these names. Uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, Dr. Kutrakov, Dr. Pablo Kutrakov saw him for an examination and he recorded the session, which happened on April 23rd, 2006. In that session, uh, Sergei Ponomarenko said that his name was, of course, Sergei Ponomarenko. He was born in Kiev on June 16th, 1932. Holy shit. Which at that time would have made him 74 instead of looking like he was in his you know, early thirties, late twenties. So the doctor asked him what his name, uh, what his age was. And he said that he was 25. And he says that the last thing that he remembered was that he was taking a walk in Kiev with his fiance. And the two were taking pictures uh, with his camera. And then he saw something in the sky and he, he described it as an object that was bell shaped and flying in a strange way. And so he said that he thought he could get a he would be able to later on get a better look at the the object if he took a picture of it. And when he went to go take a picture of it, all of a sudden he found himself in 2006. So uh, the doctors decided that the only way to really prove or disprove was if he got a picture of this thing, let's take a look at the camera and develop the pictures. Okay. So he takes the the camera and the camera is is so old that the film in it had been not been in production since the 1970s. But okay. but it was in perfect condition. So uh the, the the camera had not been been manufactured in in decades and the film had not been manufactured since the late 70s so um they had they had to have a special process to get the photos developed because you it it wasn't the same way that like photos in the 2000s were developed so the photographs from the camera they, they managed to take them to a specialist to get the photos developed 
they were of Kiev from the 1950s. And there was an image of a woman about the same age as Sergei. Uh, a photo of him wearing the same outfit that he wore during that interview. Okay. And there's a photo of the bell-shaped UFO in the sky. Oh. So, uh, you know, he's like, I told you so. Um, you know, obviously this explains it. Um, and so what they did was um, uh, they, 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 took him and they they put him in like a holding cell um you know until they could figure out what was going on right because they're like okay we need more um like we need to investigate this further right so and th there's there's um there's security camera footage of this happening they bring him into the holding cell and they lock him in and in in the clinic like they have this the, this locked room in the clinic and they the next day they go to see him to talk to him and he's gone uh there are bars on the windows that he couldn't get out and looking back on the security camera he does not leave the front door of the room hmm. so they go back and they they do a um like they they look through the old records from the soviet union and they find his name from kiev um, but they see that he was officially declared missing in 1960. So they go and they say, somebody has the great idea where they're like, okay, let's go. We have a picture of the woman that he says is his fiance. Right. And so they, they managed to track her down and you know, she's when, when they find her, in 2006, she's an elderly woman in her 70s, and she told him that her fiancé had disappeared for a few days back in 1958, but that he had come back. He had returned. She then said later on, um, he vanished again. And um, he had mailed her a... A card like like a postcard with a photo like a letter with a photo from that was dated 2050 yeah that showed uh kiev like the skyline of kiev with a bunch of skyscrapers that did not exist either in 1958 or in 2006 so she says the last time that she saw him was 1970 when he disappeared again and had not come back at that point. Huh. The end. I present to you my evidence that time travel does in fact exist. Well. <sighs> I know it's an I isolated case. It's an isolated case. And I mean, it is, it is really weird, but, um, um, you know, I know, I know going by my word for it and my account, it might not be enough to change your mind, uh, to, to, uh, reconsider, um, your, your stance on time travel as a whole, but there's a lot of stuff in that story that can't be explained. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of stuff. 
I'm I'm looking up, there's a video. I'm full on board uh, that he's of a some dude who believes he's busted it. Well, and uh, apparently one of the buildings in the background yeah. with all the skyscrapers from 2050. Yeah. Apparently one of the buildings is the Empire State Building. See, no, I saw, I like, I've seen the picture, and you can kind of see that it, it it's not exactly the Empire State Building. You can kind of see how it sort of looks like a building similar to the Empire State Building, but it's not the Empire State Building. I've seen it. I've seen the picture that he's talking about. But nice try. Fair. So fair, we're gonna fair. leave it. We're gonna leave it to everybody. Um, we're gonna leave it to everybody because I somehow managed to get that entire story in in less than ten minutes, which means we are out of time for this one because we have got to get on the run before we get another indictment handed down or one of us flips on the other to send us away for a long, long time. I don't know if you've seen me lately, but buddy, I can sing like a canary when it comes to that stuff. So with that, uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the fact that we will be, we're going to talk about this next week. We're going to have to, we will be at Scarefest. Oh shit. Yeah. Our yearly return to Scarefest weekend coming up at the end of, uh, towards the end of October. We're going to have a full date and ticket information on that, including some guests, what we're going to be doing when we're there. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So we're going to have fun. If you have not made plans to go to Scarefest, you should do it now. Um, but we're going to be talking more about that next week. We'll have our little Scarefest corner next week where we'll be talking about, uh, you know, teasing a little bit about what we're going to be doing. And uh, of course, as always, so much more. So with that, make sure you go to TN2MShows.com. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page where uh we have got i gotta show you I, i'm gonna send you this while I'm, I'm thinking about it right now because i'm gonna send you what i've been working on and you're gonna be like oh damn that's pretty awesome and i'm gonna be like i know right because uh if you've been to the youtube page you will know that there is a series that is being posted right now uh that is who wrote that shopping list and it's where i find uh abandoned shopping lists in stores i found two more last week and i uh go through them i kind of break them down um the um you know the paper that they use the 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 right the handwriting the order of items and i try and figure out who wrote that shopping list it's a ton of fun i just sent you the uh, i've been working on a new intro for it like an intro video and i sent it to you i snapchatted it to you uh so you can look at it and you can tell me uh how shitty it is um but i think it i think it's fun so starting next week with the next episode you're gonna be able to see that all new intro i gotta come up with a new i got like there's placeholder music but other than that don't listen to the music but other than that just look at the video it's fun um so you you can check that out it's at youtube.com slash at sign tn2m shows i think there's six episodes up right now with plenty more coming maybe there's five and i did the sixth one um so sixth one will be up next week we've got five episodes of that up plus a couple other videos like some of our old uh live shows like we did a vet city con show with um you know a bunch of people uh it's super fun so check that out and uh, content is updated on their regular late yeah and we'll be back next week Ooh, yeah we're taking off in two weeks aren't we we are for the holiday yeah yes sir 
but yeah, we'll be back next week, and then we're taking a week off, and then we're going to continue to just be back again, <coughs> where it's just going to be, you know, still us. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's an unnatural feeling that I only usually feel this in, like, January. Yeah. February. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be back next week here to fulfill all your hopes and dreams or at least you know entertain ourselves for an hour because fuck what you think um (laughs) every fantasy that you've got that involves your ear holes we will fill it next week absolutely but until then my friends stay safe stay happy keep doing what you're doing coming back at you next week and if you don't like that I don't know why I like fucked up my whole thing. I fucked up my spiel. So we'll be back next week. And as always, thank you for being our friends. Motherfucker wanted to make tank Abbott WCW world champion with benefits.